Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Food Heals Podcast, episode 135. I had both lead and mercury in my blood, Mm -hmm. and the levels were so high, he said that I should have been paralyzed or had brain damage. You need to really believe that you are more than your illness, and that's what I did when I was sick. I said to myself, Christy, you are not your illness. You're going to get through this. You are spirit, and I really believe that was a turning point for me. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today, we're talking about healing yourself using your emotions. So yes, food heals. Food is important. Alternative medicine is important. Living a healthy lifestyle, there's nothing better. But if your mind believes you are sick, you will be sick. If your mind believes you are well, you're going to get well. An incredible example of this is Morris Goodman, deemed the miracle man who, after barely surviving a plane crash, was told he would never walk again or have any feeling below his ears. Doctors and family members had even assumed he had lost all brain function, but he had other plans. So he said, I believed with all my heart and soul that I would one day be normal, not hooked to machines, not silent, not fed through tubes, not pushed in a wheelchair. And eight months after the crash, Morris walked out of the hospital. So we wanted to share Morris's incredible story with you. And then we're talking to Christy Rich, a confidence coach for entrepreneurs who also healed herself using the power of the mind. Christy was misdiagnosed and suffered with a chronic debilitating illness for 15 years that she was able to heal in one month, which is another true miracle story. Next up, we're sharing two incredible healing stories with you and showing you how you can heal yourself using the power of your mind. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. So you guys remember a little movie called The Secret, right? The what? The Secret. Oh, yeah. oh she's singing. Yes. <laughs> or as Oprah would call, The Secret. The Secret. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. 
So today's theme is healing yourself using your mind and your belief in your body's innate ability to heal itself. So we wanted to play you this clip that I personally will never forget. It's from The Secret. And so I watched this movie with my dad before um, he died. He was sick. And I remember watching this movie and having so much hope that he could get better. So after the film, I was like, dad, like you can heal yourself and all these things. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the point is, is that, you know, he had to sit me down and tell me he did not believe he could get better. So I'm giving him garlic drinks. I'm telling him to think positively. I'm giving him green juice. And he's like, all right, all right. Like, you know, trying to placate me and be like a nice dad. But at the same time, he's secretly smoking his cigars, drinking his alcohol, eating what he wanted to eat and sitting me down and saying, all right, I don't believe in this. But I'll never forget that video because I was like, I will never get sick. And if I do, I will heal myself because I believe that I can and I'll do everything necessary to do so. Mm -hmm. So the lesson for me was that even though my dad didn't believe it, I had to accept his choice, but that I also had a choice that I could heal myself. So this story has always stuck with me and I've always wanted to do something about this. And so I just wanted to share this short audio clip about someone who was told he was going to die. They did not believe he would walk out of the hospital. They did not believe he would ever speak again. They didn't believe he had any cognitive function. And he laid in the hospital bed every day and said, I will walk again, and he did. Well, my story begins on March of 10th, 1981. It really changed my whole life. It was a day I'll never forget. I crashed an airplane. ended up in the hospital completely paralyzed. My spinal cord was crushed. I broke the first and second cervical vertebrae. My swelling reflex was destroyed. I couldn't eat or drink. My diaphragm was destroyed. I couldn't breathe. All I could do was blink my eyes. The doctors, of course, said all my life I'd be a vegetable. All I'd do is blink my eyes the rest of my life. That's a picture they saw of me, but it didn't matter what they thought. The main thing was what I thought. I picture myself being a normal person again, working out of that hospital. The only thing I had to work with in the hospital was my mind. As long as you have your mind, you can put things back together again. I was hooked to a respirator and they said I'd never breathe on my own again because my diaphragm was destroyed. But this little voice kept saying to me, breathe deep, breathe deep. Finally, I was weaned from it. They were at a loss for an explanation. See, I could not afford to allow anything to come in my mind that would distract me from my goal and from my vision. Well, I set a goal to walk out of the hospital on Christmas. That was my goal.
Eight months later, I walked out of the hospital on my own two feet. They said it couldn't be done. That's a day I will never forget. For, for people that are sitting out there right now watching this program that are hurting, if I wanted to sum up my life and sum up uh, for people what they can do in life, I would sum it up this way in six words. Man becomes what he thinks about. So I still get chills when I hear that story, and it just goes to show that anything is possible. You know, your mind is more powerful than anything else. Yeah, yeah, Ali, I completely agree. It's your mind creates your reality. Yeah, what it a beautiful testament so to that. So powerful. Yeah. And to give another example of that, we are talking to visibility confidence coach Christy Rich. After 15 years of a misdiagnosed chronic illness, Christy took control of her health and healed herself in one month with food, right thinking, and believing that she could transform her body. It's all about the belief after 15 years. It's unbelievable. After healing herself, she moved to California to live the life of her dreams. Christy believes in the power of manifestation and the wisdom of following one's heart. It is her mission to spread joy, empower women, and to encourage others to live the life of their dreams. Welcome, Christy. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So let's dive right in. I met you at the Gabrielle Bernstein Spirit Junkie Conference, which, yeah, she's an amazing coach. And I know that you're a coach as well, but you weren't always a coach. So what happened? How did you get into this? My story is that I was originally an actress. Mm -hmm. So um, ever since I was five years old, it was my goal in life to be on the big Broadway stage. And I was pursuing that. And I was actually a professional actress in New York City. And suddenly I got very ill. So all of my life, I had been very, very healthy. So when I suddenly became so ill, it was very perplexing to me. And I didn't know what to do. Actually, my senior year of college, I started getting sick. Mm -hmm. um, and almost couldn't even finish college. My mother was actually threatening to take me out (laughs) because she was worried about my health. Um, But I made it through. I graduated. I got my diploma. But to make a long story a little shorter, I was so sick and I went to so many doctors and they didn't know what to do and how to treat me. And it was very interesting because I actually didn't seem like I had symptoms. So it was really something that I felt internally. It wasn't, you know, something they could see like I didn't have a cast on my arm or there wasn't, you know, any pus coming out of my skin. Right. (laughs) It was just, I was chronically fatigued. I had absolutely no energy and it just got worse and worse with brain fog and a whole laundry list of symptoms. I had to move back home to Connecticut and live with my parents. Mm. And I was bedridden for a while. I could not do very much of anything. I really got into alternative health and wellness because the doctors actually, the primary care doctor, the uh, Western doctors didn't believe me that I was actually sick. So that was very hard for me to come to terms with the fact that the people who I assumed I should go to for help, kind of cast me aside and just said, oh, well, you are in the real world now and you are a woman and you probably are just depressed. And that is so, (laughs) oh, it's so insulting, isn't it? 
It was horrible. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And these were doctors who had known me since I was a child. Mm -hmm. No, I grew up in hometown. Um, um, I'm actually just returning back to Connecticut now. And they had known me since really I was five years old. Mm -hmm. So for them to judge me and just think that I couldn't handle the real world and all of a sudden I just had to, you know, move back in with my parents. I couldn't make it. I was like, what? What are you talking about? I don't <laughs> live with my parents in my 20s. I want to be an actress. I want to be a star. They kept on saying, okay, take these antidepressants, take these different ones. And I would take them for a week and I would just get so sick. I would get even sicker. I'd get migraines. I got panic attacks. And I'm just like, take me off of this. I am not depressed. There's something physically wrong with me. Yeah, I had a very similar experience with antidepressants. They made me crazier than I was before I started, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of numbs you out. So I just felt... I, I, I couldn't function even more. I felt like there was this force like suppressing me, like saying, okay, you cannot feel anything. Yes. <laughs> Just don't feel. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm human. <laughs> I go through emotions. It's normal. Yeah, it's not a way to live, right? So um, luckily, I discovered alternative health and wellness and um, started going to get acupuncture and I was even surprised that the acupuncturist, again, didn't believe that there was anything physically wrong with me. He's like, oh, you're just stressed. Just go have some fun. That's surprising, <laughs> too. Wow. It sounds like, like all... I just have enough energy to go to you and get out of my head. And you're saying, go have some fun? <laughs> I know. That's really annoying. And it's surprising because usually going to someone like an acupuncturist who takes the whole body holistic approach, they're usually more onto these things. But look, it depends on the person, right? Yeah, it was so frustrating. So to make a long story short, I was sick for 15 years. So I ended up being chronically ill. It was debilitating, as I mentioned, couldn't work for a long time, couldn't even socialize. Mm. And this was, you know, my early 20s. I couldn't go out on any dates. I, I couldn't even write an email. I, I couldn't concentrate. So it was really debilitating. People have no idea how debilitating fatigue can be and how if you're in pain, you just can't function. Did anybody give you the diagnosis of chronic fatigue? They did. Again, I went to so many different people and they did give me the diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome. Then I even went to my primary care doctor again. I said, oh, I figured it out. I've got chronic fatigue syndrome. He's like, uh, that doesn't really exist. That's just something I'll, the alternative world uses, but it's it's just a mishmash of uh, symptoms. And when they don't know what to say to you, they just say chronic fatigue syndrome, but oh. that means nothing. Oh, my God. So, so again, just right from the get-go, Western medicine was not on my side. Mm-hmm. I did pursue the chronic fatigue route, and I did um, try many things to make myself feel better. I started going to a um, basically a health food store. Um, again, this was when I was living in New York City, and I started um, going to get uh, advice from a naturopath. And, you know, they were very, very helpful, and they gave me great information. Yeah, as time went by, I even went to a specialist in New York City who was um, all about chronic fatigue syndrome. And it was quite humorous because <laughs> when I first went into the office, well, first how I even found out about this specialist was I went to a psychic. 
mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, I, I, I need some help here. I need some guidance. So I went to a psychic and the psychic actually just pulled out of her head this name of this doctor who I should go to. And she's like, she will help you. And she will have these um, like IVs that she'll hook you up to and you'll be all good, like some sort of vitamin C drip. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm I'm totally amazed that you have a name of a doctor, a specific person for me to go to. This was back when people still used phone books. So I went back (laughs) home and (laughs) looked her up in my phone book and she was there. She existed. And I just called her up and I said, hey, you know, it sounds crazy, but a psychic said I should see you, so I'd like to book an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, okay, come on in. And so I went in and the office was just packed, just absolutely packed with people who are chronically ill. Mm. And I'd never been in a waiting room that was so large with so many people who were so sick. They could barely like hold their heads up and just everybody was in misery. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here. What's going on here? (laughs) And then when I went to talk to the doctor, she was drinking um, diet Pepsi. And I'm like, (gasps) that's the worst. (laughs) Yeah, this doesn't sound like a very healing environment. (laughs) No, not at all. So I was with her for a little bit and she did lots of testing and, um, you know, told me about Epstein-Barr, tested me for Lyme disease. I didn't have that. Yeah. So basically I just left New York City because I was just too ill. I wasn't able to work, Mm -hmm. um, wasn't able to, you know, put any money towards my rent. My parents said, it's crazy. All the money you're spending, come home. So that's when I moved to Connecticut and, and really got into alternative health and wellness. I tell you, I tried everything. I tried acupuncture. I tried acupressure. I did breath therapy. I did Qigong, Tai Chi. I even studied Reiki. I um, tried it for the first time. And then with Reiki, you can learn it. You can heal yourself. So I got into doing Reiki that way. And I tried absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. But the fact was, it was 15 years later, a full 15 years until I got a proper diagnosis. That is a crazy long time to be dealing with this much debilitation. Yeah. Yes. So what was the diagnosis? I actually ended up going to an infectious disease specialist because at the very beginning when I got sick, I had a parasite. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I still have it because in the beginning they told me that I had a controversial parasite. Okay. And I said, well, what does that mean? And yeah, they said, that's a very odd, dis- odd description. Yeah. Right, right. Have you ever heard that before? No. <laughs> and we just, I just did a whole podcast on parasites recently and, and that never came up. So this is interesting. Yeah. So I had been, um, right before my senior year, I had been traveling around Europe and a little bit of Africa because my brother was in Morocco at the time. Uh-huh. So I think that's where I, I picked it up was mm-hmm. in, in Morocco. And unfortunately, I didn't think to go to a doctor while I was there because I was just traveling, having fun, but I was sick in Morocco. But um, when I came back and I was tested, they said I had a controversial parasite. So basically, he said that means one of three different things. Okay. Um, For some people who had the specific parasite that I had, they had absolutely no symptoms. And that clearly was not me. Two, some people had that parasite and did have lots of symptoms. And then they would take antibiotics and they would go away. 
And so I actually was on antibiotics for two and a half years. Wow. And my pain did not go away. Yeah, that's bad. And this was at a time that I did not know about probiotics. So I was not taking any probiotics for two and a half years. This is, yeah, it's destroying your gut. Absolutely. So it became a vicious cycle. I got so sick from the candida. Mm-hmm. And then it was destroying my stomach, and it was a a big, big mess. And then um, the third way, he said, was that some people, medication does absolutely nothing, and you need to just let it run its course. (laughs) So after two and a half years, I said, well, the medicine's not working. I need to let it run its course. But over that time, I wasn't able to gain any weight and I was still kind of weak for a while. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was going back to an infectious disease specialist to say, hey, do I still have a parasite? (laughs) (laughs) And I had brought him this very detailed list and it showed all of the tests that I had in the past, was very detailed, um, showing all my symptoms and everything. And he was actually the first person who believed me. He said, wow, you've really taken the time to document everything, and you are so thorough. I think we need to do some further testing. Great. And? (laughs) And then he found out that I had very high levels of heavy metals in my blood. Mm. So I was shocked. It was not the diagnosis I thought I would be given. And you had never heard anything like this before? I'd never heard of anyone that I knew personally who had heavy metals, but it's actually a funny story because I had been doing so much research for the 15 years that I was sick that two years prior to the diagnosis, I had come across heavy metals and the symptoms, and I brought it to my primary care doctor, and I said, this looks like me. It looks like the exact same symptoms I'm having. You need to test me for heavy metals. And he said, there's no way possible you could have heavy metals in your blood. Oh, my God. I can't believe he said that. No way possible. He said, do you chew on thermometers? Oh, my God. He said, do you work in the machinery? I said, no, I do not. He said, do you chew on paint chips? I said, no, I do not. And so he wouldn't do the testing. I brought him pages of documents of symptoms and and how it paralleled with what I was going through. And he wouldn't do the test two years prior. I could have been healthy two years before. Right. And so what did you feel like verified in what you had found that two years ago when a doctor finally listened to you and found this? Yes, I felt so much relief that finally someone listened to me. Finally, someone believed me that I actually was sick. So that totally empowered me because all of that time, again, I had been my own health advocate, pushing hard to try to find the answer to my health. And finally, I had someone else who said, yes, you're absolutely right. There is something physically wrong with you, not mentally, physically wrong with you. It was pretty crazy. He said the levels were the highest he had ever seen. Oh, my God. So he said they were off the charts. I had both lead and mercury in my blood. Mm -hmm. And the levels were so high, he said that I should have been paralyzed or had brain damage. Oh, my God. So I was very, very lucky 
that I did not suffer either of those fates. And I really believe that was because I had studied health and wellness for 15 years. Yeah. And I had done so much preventative care to take care of my body. I was eating organic food. I was doing detoxes. I was then, you know, taking probiotics. I was really taking care of myself. No processed foods anymore. And I really strongly believe if I hadn't have done that, I would have been very, very sick. Absolutely. You know, even if you weren't cured at that point, they were preventing the onset of what could have been much worse. So then I decided that since I'm a healer and since I know so much about alternative health and wellness, I would heal myself. So I gave myself a goal to heal myself in one month. And in exactly the end of one month, I was completely free of heavy metals. And okay, so how on earth <laughs> yeah, did you do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, in I'm one thinking, month. Wait a minute, because <laughs> that's like how? Okay, I'll we'll let you answer that. I know how you did it because you already told me, but I still can't believe it. So please tell us. Okay, so um, just a few major components. So basically, one of them is I had a very positive, healthy mindset. I gave myself the goal that I would do it in a month. And every single day, I told myself, you're going to do it, Christy. You're going to be healthy in one month. You can do it, girl. Uh, So that was the first component. The second was I did do some research, like I mentioned. So I found uh, food and supplements that were natural chelating agents with absolutely no side effects. So I ate uh, certain food and supplements every single day, and I can give the the magic key ingredients. There's no secrets here. So I learned that cilantro and Mm -hmm. chlorella Mm -hmm. are natural chelating agents. So cilantro, you know, is a food that you can eat. And what I did was I made a delicious cilantro pesto that I then put over top of pasta that I allowed myself to um, dip vegetables into. And I ate that every single day. And then the second ingredient was chlorella, which is a sea vegetable. And it's very detoxifying and, again, a natural chelating agent. And the difference, I think, I'm not sure if you said, but the difference is that the foods will chelate naturally without taking out the minerals and nutrients rather than kind of the medical uh, way of chelating. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, that is correct. So uh, then I also took a, a smoothie every morning. So the smoothie had the chlorella in it. And just the combination of taking those two items, very simple, very easy, helped to extract the heavy metals out of my body. Mm-hmm. And the third, which I think is the most important ingredient of what I did to get healthy, was that I meditated every single day. And what did you meditate on? So I did a meditation that was a combination of a visualization and also just clearing my head. Mm -hmm. And I would do that every day, twice a day for 20 minutes. So I do it in the morning and then later on in the afternoon. So just 40 minutes a day total was all you had to do. Yes, 40 minutes a day for one month. That's all I had to do. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, so it just goes to show the power of our minds. The power of our minds are much more powerful than we give them credit for. Absolutely. It's so powerful, and as soon as we realize that, we can let our mind work for us rather than against us, right? Yes. 
Um, and what did your doctor say when you went back after this month had passed? You know what? Again, I just, <laughs> I haven't had much luck with Western medicine. So they actually, again, didn't believe me. They said that the labs must have made a mistake, that there's no way that I could have really had that high of heavy metals. And even, you know, before I got them all out of my system, they said there's no way that you can have that high levels of heavy metals and have a sense of humor. They said there's something, it's impossible. So even before I healed myself, they weren't believing me. And these were now specialists because from the infectious disease specialist, I went to specialists who um, dealt with people who got heavy metals uh, in their system every day. So again, I was just flabbergasted that again, they just didn't take me seriously. And we hear this story all the time. You know, we've had people with stage four cancer go to their doctor after healing themselves within three months or something like that. And the doctor's like, oh, we must have misdiagnosed you in the first place. Because they, <laughs> they can't wrap their head around what's actually possible. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I'm very happy for all the people that do alternative health and wellness who really help me to see it in a different light that I could actually heal and empower myself. So was the difference between the 15 years of doing Western and alternative and all this stuff, the mindset change primarily? The mindset change, yes, that was absolutely huge for me, absolutely huge. And what made you decide, like, I'm going to do this with my mind? How did you know how to do that? How, who told you how to do that? Or what book did you read or what inspired you? I think one aspect was I always knew deep in my soul that it was not my mission to be sick for the rest of my life. Mm. So even though doctors didn't help me and, and told me terrible things, I mean, even one of my favorite doctors who had the best bedside manner of any of the other doctors I had gone to at the time when I was sick and even after a while they ended up diagnosing me as having fibromyalgia, that's what they thought I had. And again, he said, you know, there's no cure. And I just want you to know that you're never going to get better. And you're just going to have to accept this as your fate, that you are just very, very sensitive and you just cannot handle stress. It makes me sick that people say statements like that. But it, it got even worse. So then after that, he said, you're just going to have to accept that you cannot work. Because at the time I was going to him and, and uh, going to acupuncturists. And I was saying, I am struggling so much at work. And he's like, you just need to stop working and you need to marry a rich man. Oh, move, my God. Move to an island oh my God. and let him take care of you on the island what because you kind cannot of doctor? handle the Who real world. He's a male chauvinist. I'm outraged. That was the best doctor I had. Move to an <laughs> island. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the nicest doctor I had. Can you believe that? That's unbelievable. Did he also provide, like, a millionaire matchmaking service? Like, what was the... <laughs> why? He has a side business. Yeah. He's a side millionaire matchmaker. I have someone for you. He'll take you to an island, and then everything will be fine. What? He makes money by selling drugs and selling husbands. <laughs> How, can I ask you a question? How old was this doctor? Was he like a lot older? No. No? He wasn't that Because I could kind of excuse it if he was like really old from a different time. Where, like, like old women, school. Yeah, like maybe the 1800s or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? 
what? No, kind of as my, my dad would say, he was an alarmist. Yeah, he yeah. He seemed to be really nice and he seemed to really care about people, but then he would say something just to alarm you and not to make it better after all. <laughs> oh, that is shocking. I mean... I wonder if that's his prescription for all women coming into... Just marry a rich man so you can and do go nothing. to an island. <laughs> and you'll never I, get better. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't wow. believe it. Um, but to go back to your question, let me see if I can answer it. So uh, again, I, I did believe that I had a purpose greater than being sick. I was very, very clear about that. Again, I had been an actress before. I really wanted to return to that life. I'm a big traveler. I wanted to return to traveling. And one of the um, most important tips I can give to people who are out there and who are still struggling with a chronic health condition is do not label yourself. Mm-hmm. Once you label yourself, you believe you are that other thing. But what I realized when I was sick, and in a way it was good that I wasn't really ever labeled because they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Yeah. Um, except at the end when he did say, oh, you have fibromyalgia, I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> God, your doctors were top notch, man. <laughs> I went to everyone. I sincerely went to everyone, too, oh, even yeah. doctors in New York City. Well, those diagnoses are ones that, like, they kind of, they don't really know, but you kind of fit into this category. So maybe you have fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue, but they don't really have a gauge. They just, they, when they don't know how to fix you, they'll give you one of those, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I did have the symptoms of fibromyalgia, too. Yes. I did have But you can pain. have a lot. You can have those symptoms and have m- many different things or yes. none of them exactly. as you did. Yes. Exactly. Basically, again, I want to give advice to people with chronic illnesses. You need to really believe that you are more than your illness. And that's what I did when I was sick. I said to myself, Christy, you are more than your illness. You are spirit. You need to believe that. So when I was sick in bed and when I was in terrible pain and I started having negative thoughts because after a while it it did come true, I started to get a little depressed. It wasn't that I was depressed first, but with doctors not believing me and then my friends not believing me too, that was hard. I started getting a little depressed and I started getting in this funk, but then I would just be in my bed and I started to say to myself, Christy, you are not your illness you're going to get through this. You are spirit. And I really believe that was a turning point for me to be able to distinguish and to separate myself from my illness. That's beautiful. I mean, I went to this program called University of Santa Monica Spiritual Psychology Program, and there were stories like yours all the time. So what Susie and I always talk about primarily is the healing power of food, but also the mind. But these people were healing with the literally the power of their mind and nothing else and it was mind-blowing you know mm-hmm. That's um, awesome. so I love stories like yours because they really show the power of really what we're doing every day by what we're telling ourselves besides what we're eating and putting in our bodies and the environmental factors and all the things that we sometimes can't control um, but yeah. let's let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about how you became a visibility and confidence coach Today's show is sponsored by the Global Healing Center. You know them. We talk about them all the time. You know that all their products are organic, are free of GMOs, use no toxic ingredients, are eco-friendly. And you know that I'm obsessed with their Parfait Visage. And I'm obsessed with their Aqua Spirit Refreshing Spray. And you know we scored a discount code for you to get 20% off of their products. 
Yep, use coupon code FOODHEALS to get 20% off plus free shipping on your purchase at globalhealingcenter.com. You're listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, we're back with Christy Rich, who is a confidence coach to entrepreneurs in the health and healing industry. She truly believes food is medicine and is passionate about alternative health and wellness. Christy really believes in the power of the mind when it comes to healing, in addition to eating right, which we believe as well. And Christy, what did you say when we were on the break about your last name? Well, you asked if Rich was really my last name, and I said yes, and normally I say, and one day I will be. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great mindset. Okay, so how did you become um, a visibility and confidence coach, and what does that really mean? Sure. So I am a visibility and confidence coach for entrepreneurs for my business, The Dancing Curtain. This is kind of a title I've I've created myself, and I think it's very important. Um, A lot of my friends are entrepreneurs, and I realized that they were struggling uh, with their confidence and just getting out there in a big way. I saw that they had amazing talents and visions, and um, I really wanted to help them and support them, but they just weren't getting the the traffic, the popularity and acknowledgement that they deserved. Mm -hmm. So I realized um, that a lot of it was due to their confidence, you know, how they were showing up to the world. And so I develop this title to boost entrepreneurs with their confidence to grow their visibility and to help them show up big in the world. That's beautiful. And I think that so many entrepreneurs and, you know, everyone has this at some level until they overcome it is this thing we call the imposter syndrome. Who am I to do this? Who am I to be big in the world? Who am I to tell other people, you know, what I believe, right? And so, it's getting past those doubts and being your authentic self in your life and in your business that really helps you grow. But until you recognize that you're doing that, it, you can't move past it because you don't, you're not aware. Yes. So it sounds like you help people become aware and then overcome things like that. Exactly. So Christy, give us some tips on how people can be more confident. Well, um, there are many tips I can give about confidence. Um, It's all about how you show up in the world. So if you're an entrepreneur, it's very important how you show up on your website. So I can help you to go over your website and make sure you're really focusing on yourself and have a beautiful picture that um, displays your confidence, that shows your authenticity and your personality even how you present yourself when you're networking or even on Facebook groups. All of that really shows to the world who you are. I love the Facebook groups and I learned a lot about this as well because when I started on Facebook, I had two different accounts. I had one that was professional Allie and one that was Allie to my friends. And what I realized is I was being fake on the business one because I was just posting like, you know, topical information and sentences, but I wasn't stating my opinion about it or being myself about it or making comments Mm. about it or, you know, giving my commentary. I was just posting what I thought people wanted to see. And that doesn't help anyone. You know, people follow people that they know, like, and trust. So in order to be known, liked, and trust, you have to be yourself and your people will come. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's so great what Facebook is doing right now with Facebook Live. Yeah. You see so many people posting those videos now, and it's wonderful. So you can really see 
into their lives. Sometimes they'll even take you to the beach. I saw one person showing herself on her vacation at the beach, but she wanted to quickly give her audience a little helpful tip. And I thought that was beautiful to show uh, the world uh, who she was in her happy place at the beach and to show her true, authentic, beautiful self. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think you and I went to this conference that's all about that as well, the Gabby Bernstein Conference, where it's really about being authentic in the world and showing up for yourself so that you can show up for others. And it's a hard concept to grasp, especially when you're starting out. And I've done work on this for years and I'm not done yet. We're never done, right? Right. But as long as you're aware, then you can make the choices and really work on yourself and work on your talents and abilities and the way you show up for yourself so that you can show up for others and help them. Because most entrepreneurs are trying to solve a problem and help other people in, in general, you know, not everyone. Some people are just trying to make a bunch of But in general, (laughs) the people that we talk to, and I think our listeners fall into that category where they're like, okay, I'm doing this because I want to help people. But unless I help myself and show myself as who I really am, I really can't help others. So I think that's really important in building your own confidence. Yes. So with what I do is I do coaching and I really help them to move outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So uh, with the three-month coaching, I develop a customized plan, of course, so they can focus on whatever they would like, whatever obstacles they're dealing with. But I really encourage them to go out there and to do the Facebook Live, to do online videos, to go ahead and start blogging and and writing that book you've been talking about doing, just really showing up big in the world. Because right now, as you said, we really need to be our authentic, true selves and especially light workers and healers to go out there and spread some more joy and light to the world because times are tough. Yeah. So we, we really need you to shine as brightly as possible right now. Now is the time. Absolutely. And another thing I remember from the conference that Gabby said was there are more people that need help than are giving help. So if you're out there giving help and being yourself and showing up in the world for others, you're going to make a difference because there's more people that need your message than are, you know, giving that message out. So the more love, exactly what you just said, that we can give. Yes. Beautifully said. Absolutely. Beautiful. All right. So where can everyone find you online, stalk you on Twitter, follow your Instagram feed, whatever you got out going on out there? Okay, sure. So let's start with my website. It's www.thedancingcurtain.com. And that does have a the in there. So thedancingcurtain.com. And if you do go there, if you sign up on my list, you will receive a PDF, uh, five easy ways to boost your confidence and to consistently attract more clients today. So definitely, if you are looking for more confidence and clients, check out my free PDF. You can also go on my Facebook page. So my Facebook page is The Dancing Curtain. The specific link is www.facebook.com backslash The Dancing Curtain. My Twitter handle is Dancing Curtain. And my Instagram is my name, Christy Rich. So that's spelled K-H-R-I-S-T-E-E-R-I-C-H. Awesome. And can you leave us with a tweetable? Um, You are invincible. You are unlimited potential. That is beautiful. And I have another one. I am not my illness. I am my spirit. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for being with us, Christy, and sharing your story. Thank you, Christy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.